888-835-2414. This is Learning with Barry White. Okay, it's Learning with Leslie, but I kind of sound like him today. I think it's kind of sexy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those want blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 200. I'm going to be talking about how to build a successful blog as a busy person. Oh man, I fully understand. Maybe you're working a full-time job in addition to having a family dealing with personal stuff while trying to build a successful blogging business. I mean, how do you balance it all? How do you balance the demands of everyday life with the demands of a blog? What are some strategies for balancing everything. Is it even possible to do it all? In today's episode, I share some strategies that I use when I was trying to navigate everything as a full-time teacher with a family and a side hustle that later developed into my full-time gig. So building a blog as a busy person, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, I know. I sound a bit different and uh yeah something's going on with my throat obviously i sound you know have more bass in my voice and it actually takes significantly more energy to speak but i kind of like the sound of it i think i think maybe i should do this to my throat on a more permanent okay maybe not (laughs) maybe not but hey this is what you got today i still had to come and deliver some value today In this episode, the show must go on, so it shall. This is episode 254, so as usual, you can find the detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 254, including any of the links and resources that I mentioned. And if you have a question that you would like for me to cover on this podcast, what you can do is just call the hotline. You know we have a hotline? Yeah, we do. Call it and leave a message with your question. And that number is... 888-835-2414. And I want to also let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. You can check it out at bloggercoaching.com. And that is where I literally, well not literally, but figuratively hold your hand and walk you through the process of building a blog business bloggercoaching.com so what are we going to cover in today's episode first i'm going to be sharing a few important realizations that you need to come to then i'm going to talk about how to determine what you should focus on i'm going to talk about how to create a schedule that will work for you yes even you as a busy person and lastly i'm going to share some time saving tips with you today. But before I get into all of that, I got to share my quick tip of the day. So this is where I share a quick tip that can have an impact on your business or make your life a little easier or even a lot easier. And today's quick tip comes 
in the form of an, uh, if, an, a, a little application that I've been using. Now, to explain what this app does, or I don't even know if it's an app or a utility, whatever you'd call it. But a few weeks ago, I took a trip to North Carolina. My family and I went down there for family reasons. And while I was down there, while I was on the trip, actually, I didn't have the best internet access. So what I had to do was rely on my hotspot. I opened up my phone and turned that into a hotspot. And then I used the internet via that hotspot. Now, here's the problem. I've done this in the past where I turn on a hotspot and then there's an application running in the background, something like Dropbox or Google Drive, and it just starts uploading a ton of stuff and next thing you know all of a sudden i go over my my internet uh usage for the bandwidth for the for the month or the allocated i have i think i have like six gigs and i shoot way over that relatively quickly because my internet connection my hotspot is pretty fast and you have all of these things running in the background now, there's an app that I found that's called Trip Mode. And what that does is it, it allows you to say, if I connect to a specific network, I only want these applications to be able to run. And it will disable the internet connection for every other application. So, for example, you might say, I only want my browser to run. I don't want, you know, uh, Google Drive or Dropbox or any of those other things that can take up a lot of a lot of bandwidth you don't want that running because you don't want to have those overage bills so that's called trip mode and you can find out more about it at tripmode.ch it is as, as they say the tagline is your mobile data savior and that's exactly what it is so check it out tripmode.ch and with that let's get into today's episode all right, so <laughs> you're busy, I'm busy, we're all busy. You know, I remember when I started my my online business and I started my blog. It was back in 2008. And at the time, I was teaching at a Christian boarding academy. I was a high school science and math teacher. Now, obviously, you know, being a high school teacher is pretty demanding. But when you're a high school teacher... At a boarding academy, it's like demanding times 10 because you don't get to go home. Well, you get to go home at the end of the day, but you actually live where the kids live and you have to you have supervision duties and sometimes you you're you're on call or sometimes you're at recreation to make sure in the evening that they are doing what they need to be doing and all that good stuff and it was a very involved job it wasn't a 9 to 5 it was just a ongoing job we had weekend duties <laughs> we had night duties and all that good stuff now we had fun but it was a job that was extremely demanding. And I and I, I started my business in this situation. And it was a struggle to build that business on the side. But you know what? I did it. Now, one of the things that people always ask me, and, and even beyond that, you know, when I left that job, I became a university professor in a graduate program. And that was an intense job in many ways, even more intense, because when I wasn't working, I was studying. And when I wasn't studying, I was working. 
but I still wanted to build this online business, build my blog, and I am so glad that I did. So one of the questions that people always ask me is how in the world do you get it done when you're working a full-time job, when you have a family, when you love your family and you want to be with your family? How in the world do you make this a reality? And I want to share some things with you because I understand this. Now, these things that I'm going to share with you, uh, it's not because I've gotten it perfect because I have not been I, I, I just haven't been perfect where this is concerned, but I've learned a lot in the process, and there are certain things that I did do that really worked, and certain things that I realized that I should be doing, and when I started doing those things, it really made a big difference. And whether you are you know, doing your, your blog on the side or you're doing it full-time, these tips, these suggestions, this, these processes that we're going to go through today are going to help you. I guarantee you that it will if you take action on it. So first, I want to go into some important realizations, some things that I just, I need you to realize. The first thing is this, and I know this is going to be disappointing to many of you over out there, um, but it is a fact. And that fact is, if you are listening to this right now, you're only human. Well, I guess you can have a pet somewhere listening to this and they're not human, but I'm not talking to that pet. I'm talking to you. You are only human. I know, I know you think you have superhuman abilities. And yes, you do have a significant amount of potential and you can do a lot. But quite frankly, we're just mere mortals. <laughs> and as a part of that, there is only so much we can do. There's only so much you can do. And I want you to realize that you're just a human being. Okay? Accept it. If you accepting if you accept it, you can do something. All right? So the first step is to recognize that you have a problem. No, not not really. The first step is to recognize that you are only human. Okay? Next thing I want you to realize you're not the only one with this challenge. You're not alone with this. Most of the people that I know that are building blogs are busy. You know, I, as I mentioned, you know, when I started, I was a science and math teacher at that boarding academy, and it was a struggle to get anything done. And I didn't do it perfectly, but I faced the challenge and I made it a reality. And you can face whatever challenges you're in the situation. I, I strongly believe that you're in the situations that you are in right now because there are certain things that you need to learn. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've been asked how, how in the world to get all this stuff done and how I was able to do it while maintaining my sanity. Well, some people might not think that I'm sane, but... This is something that many bloggers struggle with. You're only human, number one. And number two, you aren't the only one with this, this challenge. And if you aren't the only one with this challenge, and if there are other people with this challenge and they were able to do it, you can do it as well. All right, third realization. These are important uh, points that you need to realize before we go into the step-by-step how-to. What do you do? Third realization is, I know, some of you are going to be like, no, Leslie, I, I'm sure that I can. But 
The third realization is that multitasking is inefficient. Yeah, I know. I know. Some of you, especially some of the ladies are saying, you have no idea what you're talking about. But you know what? Researchers at the Institute of Psychiatry at the the University of London have demonstrated, hear this, that multitasking lowers your IQ more than smoking weed. Yeah, take that. That's not Leslie talking. That's the scientists talking. That's the researchers um, <laughs> talking. All right. Don't try. Don't don't you know? Don't try to prove the research wrong because it isn't. Multitasking is not efficient. You can't focus on two things. That's that's a fact because focus demands you focusing <laughs> on one thing that sounds strange but you get the point forgive me man my voice you know i'm going to use that i'm going to use my voice all right that's realization number 3 multitasking is inefficient accept it because if you accept it there's a lot that we can do and the last realization is and i alluded to this Focus is the key to success. If you want to get more done, focus on fewer things. If you want to have a greater impact, focus on fewer things. I've, I love to use the, the, the example um, because I was a high school science and math teacher and one of the classes that I taught was physics. And if you look at the formula for pressure, pressure equals force over area. If you divide the force by the area, you're going to get pressure. Now, here's how I illustrate this. Take your fist right now and take your hand and make a fist. And then I want you to just hit your thigh. Okay? Now, I just did it to myself. There we go. And it hurt. Not a whole lot. But it did hurt. I applied a certain amount of force to a certain area. Now, I'm going to do the same exercise, but instead of hitting my thigh directly, I'm going to take a needle and put it between my thigh and my fist and then hit that. No, I'm not going to do that. And the reason I'm not going to do that is because I am taking that force and I am focusing it on a significantly smaller area. So the pressure is going to make me scream. It is going to hurt. I guarantee you that you will cry or something close to it. (laughs) All right. If you are able to take the same amount of force, the same amount of energy and apply it in a more focused way to a smaller area, you're going to have much more pressure. You're going to have much more of an impact. Impact equals energy over focus. Or, yeah, impact equals energy over focus. The smaller the area of focus, the greater the impact. Now, we're going to go into some how-to. I want to tell you really quick about a book that I just finished reading or listening to on Audible, and it's called No Excuses by Brian Tracy. It is one that I highly recommend for you to read because it focuses on on not making excuses but doing certain things to get things done, and it gives you a very clear blueprint that you can follow. So I want to recommend that. Once again, it's called No Excuses by Brian Tracy. It's a phenomenal book if you want to accomplish something great. All right, let's get into the how-to. 
technology is obviously moving at a ridiculous pace and we're obviously always on the lookout for the next best thing. We might be looking for a new source of traffic or a new way to reach our audience and engage our audience, a new way to make money, a new way to do this, a new thing here, a new thing there and all this good stuff. But what I want for you to, uh, I, want, I want you to reframe that whole concept. Instead of always trying to look for the new thing, I want you to focus on what's already working. And there's one simple reason for this. Because it's already working. <laughs> it is proven. It is proven. It is demonstrated that this thing works. Now, I want to walk you through a very specific way of being able to determine what's already working. Now, if you have a blog and you're getting some traffic, this is going to be very applicable. I don't care if you're getting 500 unique visitors a month or 100,000 or 500,000 unique visit uh, unique visits a month. This is going to be relevant. Hopefully, you have Google Analytics installed, and if you don't, Definitely install it and then watch, observe, observe your traffic for the next month if you haven't installed Google Analytics. If you've been following me for a while, I'm going to assume that you, are, you have Google Analytics installed. Now, what I want you to do is to look at your top referrers of traffic and I want you to look at your top posts. Now, how are you going to do that? Uh, you're going to go into... Uh, acquisition. So if you're in Google Analytics, you're going to go to acquisition and then you're going to look at all traffic and then you're going to go to referrals and you're going to see what are the top sources of traffic. And actually, you can go to acquisition and then overview to give you a better overview. And then you will see, okay, for example, for me, organic search is the number one place that I'm getting traffic, then direct traffic, and then social traffic, and then other, and then referrals. Now, I can go into social traffic and see that my top referrer of traffic is Facebook, and then Pinterest, and then Twitter, and then LinkedIn, and then Blogger, blah, 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 and all that good stuff. So I can see that the most effective, the thing that's working the best for me right now in terms of social media traffic is Facebook. Twitter is number three. Now, if Facebook is number one, it's already sending me traffic, it's already working, why not focus on Facebook for my main social media network? If I go to my referrers and I see that there are a number of sites that are linking to me, I can see that, hey, these sites are already sending me traffic. Let me go and investigate a little further. Why were they linking to me? Are they people that I could potentially partner with or work with so that we can have a mutually beneficial relationship, one that results in more traffic for them and maybe for me? Look at what's already working because it's already working. The next thing I said to look at is your content. Now, the way you're going to look at content is you're going to go into behavior and then site content. And then you're going to go to all pages. And then what this is going to tell you is the, the, the pages that people are visiting, the posts that people are visiting, the posts and pages that people are visiting on your site. And it will tell you from the, 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 the highest visited posts to the least visited posts. 
And that will give you an idea of the kind of content that is resonating with your audience. Now, when I look, I see that uh, my top posts uh, contain how-tos and, and, and content about video and email marketing. That's an indication that that's already working. People want that stuff because they are already consuming that stuff. So what this is going to allow you to do is two things. It's going to allow you to focus on the traffic sources that are already proven to work for your blog. This is data. This is not hypothesis. This is data. It's also going to allow you to focus on creating the content that your audience already loves. I want to encourage you to do this and not just do it once, but to do it regularly and make tweaks accordingly. As you see, hey, all of a sudden, Pinterest is sending me a lot of traffic. Then you can evaluate and see why is it sending you a lot of traffic and what can you do to increase the amount of traffic that you're getting from Pinterest. Focus on what's already working. Okay, so that's the, the first how-to. I want you to be able to determine, not based on guessing, but based on data, what is working. And then we're going to talk about what to do with this. Okay, the next step, what I want you to do is take an inventory of what you do or what is being done in your business. I want you to figure out where your time is spent. I want you to sit down and write this out. You can write it on a pen and pa- with a pen and paper. You can write it on Evernote. I don't care where you write it out, but just make a list. Include all of the tasks that need to be done but are done by someone else. Or all the tasks that are that need to be done but are not being done. Okay, so I want you to take a, a comprehensive inventory of what you do and what is being done, what should be done, all of these tasks. I just want you to make a huge list. It's actually best, I think, if you, well, actually, you could do it on a piece of paper because then you just have to rewrite certain things. But that's okay. Whatever you're most comfortable with, make that list. And then once you've made that list, I want you to categorize it. I want you to put it in one, every task, I want you to put it in one of three categories. Category number one, important, and I need to do them. This can't be done by anyone else. This cannot be outsourced. This is something that I have to do. All right? So that's the first category. Second category, important, but it can be done by someone else. All right? So this is something that someone else can do. You don't have to be the person to do it. And category number three, I do them, but they aren't working or, um, or they're not important. I do them, but they aren't important or they aren't working. So important and I need to do them. Important, but somebody else can do them. And I do them, but they aren't working. Now, in order to place these in the right category, you got to go back to what we just did, right? You got to go back to comparing these tasks to what's actually working, to what you saw in Google Analytics. If you're spending a ton of time on Twitter and Twitter isn't sending you any traffic, maybe you shouldn't be sending spending that a bunch of time, that bunch of tra- time. Blah, 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 blah. I can't speak. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be spending all that time on Twitter. Maybe 
You should spend it where you're seeing results. Remember, you don't have a bunch of time, right? You're working full time. You have your family. You're trying to do all these different things, but you got to focus on what is working. Now that you have them in the right categories, there are some steps that I want you to take for each of the things, for each of the categories. Let's look at the first category. Important and I need to do them. These are the essential things. These are the few things that really make a difference in your business and they require you. So this might be, you know, you're making videos and you're the one in the videos or you're creating content, you're writing articles, you're recording a podcast like I'm doing now. I am never going to outsource recording this podcast. I am never going to outsource that kind of content creation. So what I want you to do with this category, important and you need to do them, is prioritize. What is, hear this, what is the most important task? There's no tasks. No, no, no. What is the most important one single task on that list? Now, How do you determine that? I want you to look at the one task on that list that gives you the most leverage. So this, you know, the book one, the one thing, I didn't even have this in my notes, but the, the, the book, the one thing, the premise is what is the one thing that you can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. What is that one thing? What is that most important task that gives you the most leverage? Whether that is writing, whether that is recording videos, whether that's doing a live stream, whatever the case might be. It might be that it is doing a live stream. So maybe you're doing something on Periscope and then you're saving that scope and maybe um, you're repurposing that that scope into multiple forms of content. You have an outsourcer or a VA that's transcribing it creating it into an article, I don't know, whatever the case may be, what is your one most important task? Now, we're going to talk about setting schedules later, uh, but when you set your schedule, you want to make sure that you allot the most time to that one item. Remember, you don't have a ton of time, and you're trying to manage it all. So you want to make sure that you are spending most of your time on that one important task. Let's move on. Then I want you to identify the next two important tasks. Now, these should should also get a significant amount of time, but they should only be done after you're finished with the first task. Everything else you do should happen only after these three tasks are complete. So it's all a matter of prioritizing what is the most important and then what are the next most important items that need to be on that list that need to get your time. Okay, so that's what I want you to do with the important and you need to do them. Next category, important but they can be done by somebody else. What do you do with that? Well, if they can be done done by somebody else, guess what? Get somebody else to do it if you can afford to do this. Some of you are thinking, Leslie, that's great, but if I'm not making enough money, I can't afford to have an outsourcer. And I definitely understand that. I couldn't afford an outsourcer all the time either. I couldn't afford to always have a VA. But I still want you to go to the, I still want you to plan for this, okay? 
in the beginning, as you're hustling, as you're growing, you might be doing some of these things, but I want you to plan accordingly. Now, I've spoken about how to outsource in the past, but I want to give you a few uh, general tips. I linked to a, a past episode where I spoke about how to outsource, but here are a few general tips. You want to start with the task or the tasks that will free up most of your time. If you are spending a lot of time you know, designing gr- graphics or images for your posts, maybe outsource that. Because then now you can take the time that you are spending doing that and use that to create content because that's more important. Another tip is to create operations manuals. Uh, and this is you know, where you detail how to do the tasks that need to be done in your business. This is something that I've done with my VA, especially to get her started. And that helped a whole lot. Tip number three, start simple and then grow. You don't have to try to outsource everything right at the beginning. In fact, doing that might be a bit too overwhelming because there's a training period that you have to go through with these outsourcers, with the VA, with the people that are working for you, or maybe even with an employee. So you can use a site like Fiverr if you want to get really simple or Upwork to find people to work on specific tasks. And number four, if you can't afford to outsource, still plan to do it. Eventually, you'll be able to outsource and you'll also have a plan. So still plan for it. Still create those operations manuals. Still determine what those tasks are that, that, that you need help with, that someone else can do. Okay, the last category. You do them, but they aren't important or they're not working. What do you do with these things? Well, this is the easiest one. If it isn't important or if it isn't working, eliminate them. <laughs> eliminate them stop doing it stop wasting time i don't even need to see say anything more about this category just erase this category and act like it never existed if you're doing it but it's not important it's not working eliminate it all right let's move on this next one is significant And it's going to sound a little self-serving, and I'm okay with that because this is learning with Leslie. So Leslie can give you his opinion here. One of the things that I believe cripples bloggers and cripples entrepreneurs, people that are trying to build something, is that we're constantly trying to figure out how to do the things that we need to do. How do I build my blog? And, and if you go to Google and you search for how to build a blog, you're going to get millions of websites. And it can get so overwhelming. There's so much misinformation out there. It can be a challenge to figure out where to spend your time. And you try this out. You try that out. You try this out. You try that out. Now, when I started my blog, one thing I knew I, I didn't want to do is exactly what I described. I wanted to go to someone who has done it before, who had good training that I could go through. My tip here is get the right training. What that will allow you to do is to focus on the things that will give results. It's going to allow you to isolate these are the most important tasks that I should be doing and everything else I could just ignore. There's a significant amount of peace that comes with the ability to ignore all the other junk. All right. Now I am biased, but I think the best place to start is 
with something like my Become a Blogger Coaching Club. And yes, this is shameless self-promotion because I know that it provides value. And you can find out more about it at bloggercoaching.com. The idea is whether you go through this training or some other training, determine what you need to learn and get training from someone who knows how to teach what you need to learn, not because they read about it on a blog, but because they've lived it. So get the right training. That can save you a ton of time. Now, let's talk about the schedule. Because you're busy, you have a full-time job, you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Some of the people that I know that are building their blogs are working 60-plus hours a week. So how do you set a schedule that makes sense for you. I'm going to highly recommend for you to create a weekly schedule, especially if you're busy. And here are some basic questions that your schedule needs to answer. Number one, when are you working? When do you work? And when I say work, I mean your full-time job. When are you required to be at that job? That's number one. Number two, when is your family time? That's important. If If you ignore this, and I have in the past, if you ignore this, everything else will be affected. Number three, when will you work on your business? Remember, you're trying to build a business, right? It might be a side hustle right now. But the goal, I'm assuming, is for it to be that full-time thing in the future. So you need to set time for that. So when will you be working on your business? And lastly, when will you sleep? Yeah, I know you think you don't need sleep. You could go on one hour a day or no. When will you sleep? Sleeping will help everything else. And in many cases, it's better to get that sleep than to just continue working around the clock because you won't be able to do the best job. So get that sleep to refresh in your mind so that you can do what needs to be done. So once you have a general idea of what your weekly schedule um, will look like, here are some power tips that I believe can help you get more done. First thing, before you go to bed at night, determine What tasks do you need to get done the next day? So write down your tasks for the next day tonight. So tomorrow, what am I going to get? What what do I need to get done? I'm going to make that list tonight. And these should be those essential tasks, the the, the things that you decided on. You remember, Um, you rank them, the number one important task, and then the next two, and then then there's everything else. Rank them based on priority. Put the most important task right at the top and do that before you move on to the next one. Remember, if you only have a limited amount of time, which you do, make sure to get the important stuff done first. I'm going to give you another suggestion here. This one is a suggestion because I, I understand that different people do differently where this is concerned. But my strong suggestion is to wake up early. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. I know what you may be thinking. You're thinking, no, wait, Leslie, I'm not a morning person. You know what? I'm going to refer you back to the book, No Excuses by Brian Tracy. Check it out. But here's the thing. 
I was not a morning person either. When I was in college, <laughs> at one point I pledged a fraternity that I eventually left, but I pledged a fraternity and <laughs> this is going to sound really bad now that I think about it. I don't think I ever spoke about this on the podcast before. Anyhow, it was back in the days where there was a movie called Seven and that movie was based on the seven deadly sins. And we called our line, the guys that were going through that um, initiation process, we called ourselves seven, and each of us were named after one of the seven deadly sins. I know it sounds terrible. It is. But that's what it was back in 1998. (laughs) That's a while. Man, that's a while back. I'm getting old. Anyhow. My name was Sloth, and the reason for that name is because, man, I was knocked out all the time. I woke up really late. I was hardly on time for my classes because I was not a morning person. But then, you know what? I decided that I I looked at many of the successful people that I wanted to be like, and I saw that they all or most of them wake up early. So I said, you know what? No more excuses. I'm going to wake up early. And I trained myself to wake up early. By waking up early, you have uninterrupted time to work on your business when you're not exhausted from a long day of work. It, it will hopefully be before the rest of your family wakes up so that you can just be fresh and focused. In the beginning, it's going to be difficult, but after a while, you get used to it. Now, if you're used to, used to working late, I would encourage you to try switching it up. Go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. If you normally go to bed at 2 or at 1 and you wake up at 6, Well, just move it up a little bit. Go to bed at 10 and wake up at 4. Because then you have, you know, the first hours of the day, you're not as exhausted eventually. In the beginning, you will be exhausted. But eventually, you're not as exhausted. You're fresher. You're energized. You're ready to go. And you can make things happen. Now, when you wake up, you want to work on the most important task until it's finished. And do not move on to the next task before doing this. Don't check email. Don't get on social media. Just do it. No excuses. All right. I think you got the point there. Now, I want to give you some miscellaneous time think, um, time-saving tips because you may be thinking, you still don't have enough time. Well, I'm going to give you one last push. And if you implement these tips you're going to save some more time. You're going to have more time to be able to focus on your business. I want you to look at this, by the way, as one of those kicking the butt episodes where it's kind of like, you know what, Leslie, you're right. I'm going to take you up on this challenge. I'm going to do it. So here are my tips. I got, I got four tips for you. Tip number one, get off social media. Whoa, Leslie, whoa, whoa, now you're tripping. Now you're tripping, Leslie. You're talking about my Facebook. I love my Facebook. I can't get off my Facebook. I know, I know. You have to be on there to communicate with friends and family. You got to see the latest cat pics. You got to see what crazy thing Donald Trump said yesterday at whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. 
Spend less time on social media. Spend less time on social media. And by doing that, you just save yourself some time. Now, this isn't going to be the same for everyone. Maybe you're thinking, I don't spend time on social media. Great. Whatever you spend time on, spend less time on that thing that's taking a lot of your time that's not really helping you accomplish anything. So tip number one, get off social media. Tip number two. Yeah, I know. You're not going to like this one either. Stop watching TV. Whoa. 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 Okay, Leslie, all right. You were talking about the social media thing. I thought it was kind of cute. It was kind of funny the way you said the whole Donald Trump thing. But now you're attacking my TV and I don't like it. Do you know that the average American adult spends five hours watching TV every day? Five hours. Average. That means some spend significantly more and some spend significantly less. If you are one of those people, kudos to you, the one that spends significantly less. But if you're spending two hours a day watching TV or even one hour a day watching TV, just stop it. That gives you one hour. This is something that I started doing. This is going to sound like, oh, yeah, you just started doing this now. You talk about No, I'm not an expert at this. But I started doing this this week. I'm no longer watching TV during the week. Instead, I focus my time on things that are going to build me up. And I want to see how it goes. So far, so good. Tip number three, go out less. I know it's fun to be social and being social is very important and spending time with friends and family, very important. But if this is something that you're doing a whole lot of, try cutting back. Try, you know, saying, okay, if I do this two hours every day or an hour every day, maybe I'll do it an hour every other day or something of that sort. Spend that additional time building something that will give you more time in the future. You know what that's called? Delayed gratification. And sometimes, especially when you're going through special seasons in your life where you're building something, sometimes you really got to delay that gratification and it'll be all worth it in the end. Tip number four, very practical one, create email templates. Now, if you spend a lot of time, if you spend some time going through the email responses that you've been sending, you're going to notice something. You're going to notice that many of the email responses that you sent are actually answering similar questions or dealing with similar situations. I highly recommend for you to go take the time up front to go through all those responses and then create template responses to those questions. Now, I use an app called Text Expander, and that's a Mac app, and there are alternatives on the PC from what I've heard. But what that allows me to do um, is type a certain combination of keys and it will automatically insert my response to a typical question. One of the typical questions that I get is, I'm not getting enough traffic to my blog, what can I do? Now, that's that's a, a tricky question, right? There's so much that I can say on that. So what I do is I hit reply and I just type, uh, I type drive traffic as one word 
And then it just fills in this entire uh, email that I've crafted with links and resources and all that stuff. And I don't have to give them a subpar answer. I don't have to spend a ton of time creating a response to them. I can just send that off and I'm good to go. So that's the last tip. So what about you? You know, I shared so many tips here to help you build a successful blog as a busy person. But I know that there are more tips. Maybe there are some things that you've tried that have been helpful to you. And I would love to ask you to contribute to the conversation by leaving a comment on the on the show notes for this episode at becomeablogger.com slash 254. And before I check out, I want to give you some action steps. All right. You've listened to this entire episode. What do you do? Where do you start? I want to give you three simple action steps. Action step number one, as I mentioned at the beginning, take an inventory, take inventory of what you do. Number two, as I mentioned earlier again, categorize those tasks into the three categories that I mentioned earlier. And number three, start creating your to-do list the night before. Start creating your to-do list the night before all right those are my action steps i hope you got value from this episode i want to tell you what's coming up next week we got a great interview with patrick south on how to build a successful youtube channel now here are some of the things that we cover number one how to think of yourself as a filmmaker number two how to how do you get people to watch your videos and he him and his family do a great job at that And he's going to also share some equipment he uses for vlogging and a bunch of other useful tips and info. So next Wednesday, check it out. So this was episode 254. I hope you got a lot of value from it. I know you got a lot of value from it. You can visit becomeablogger.com slash 254. And if you missed anything, it'll all be there. And if you know someone that can benefit from this episode... Why not share it with them? That's the best way to get the word out and to help that friend of yours. Tell them to head to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. They can find this and many other episodes. Now, if you're trying to build your business with a blog, you're trying to get a blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world while building that business, head to freebloggingvideos.com. It's a free course, and it's awesome. And lastly, as I mentioned, bloggercoaching.com check out my coaching club the other members love it and you will too that's pretty much it for this episode this is leslie sound from becomeablogger.com i mean we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time take care and god bless oh yeah